You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, Thursday edition. We're into day four, the second day of official new league year business. Contracts can be signed. The news continues to flow. We've got trades, we've got signings, and we're going to get to the latest of all of those. Specifically, I think the Cardinals, Raiders, uh, Washington, some very interesting teams in the last 24 to 48 hours making some big Moves. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. At BD Peacock on Twitter, at Williamson NFL. I see a lot of questions floating in. Get those in. Tuesday's going to be a really fun episode. And, and maybe if some of this slows down, we'll be able to hit some of these questions tomorrow as well. So the mailbag is always open on Twitter, at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL. I'm just seeing the latest news, Matt, that's popping up. I want to start with the Las Vegas Raiders, and uh, we'll talk about their signings. But here's an interesting one from Ian Rappaport, that the Raiders will cut quarterback Marcus Mariota if he doesn't agree to take a pay cut down to $3 million. He's due $10.75 million this year. And I can understand why the Raiders would think that's way too much for a backup. But if you're Mariota, aren't you mad this didn't happen three days ago? Yeah, absolutely. And um, something we've talked about a lot is in this economy and this salary cap situation, I think backup quarterbacks are going to suffer more than usual. I mean, you're going to be able to to pay the Chase Daniels of the world and, you know, a a big lump sum that they usually get. And it's clear the car is a starter. And we were talking off the air, like this comes out, if I'm Denver, I call Mariota's agent and say, don't take the pay cut. I'll give you $4 million. I'll give you 3.5. You know? Oh, right. I mean, <laughs> based on what these other backup stop back style quarterbacks have signed for recently, no way Mariota's going to look at that and say, yeah, I'll take a pay cut and take a third of what Tyrod Taylor's getting paid or a third of what um, Andy Dalton's getting Kobe paid. Reset, like seven. Yeah, you know, right. So and he's you're a looking backup. at those. Right. Even if there's incentives involved, at least you can get yourself five or six million dollars that pays up to ten or twelve million dollars, like Tyrod and Andy Dalton got. So, and I would assume those teams would have been like, well, I might have signed Mariota instead of these guys too. And and I like the the prospects of Mariota being a guy who could be potentially a little bit better. There's still some unknown there where he could be a solid backup for you, but there could be a little bit extra there where I, I'm not buying that there is that extra bit of benefit in someone like Dalton or Tyrod Taylor at this point in their careers. Right. I 100% agree. And even though some things have dried up, you know, Washington and Chicago have found their quote starter in, you know, in the last day or two, I'm sitting there just scrolling my mind thinking, why not have them hang out with Cam or Houston if Watson leaves? Heck, I mean, my Steelers would give him $4 million a year maybe and sign him to a two-year deal and see if he can be Ben's successor yeah. or Brady's, you know, Brady's backup or any of these old quarterback teams. I mean, I'm a Mariota guy, I'll be honest. I mean, and I thought I loved, I really loved how he played this that one game. It's only one game. But I don't know that his starting career is over yet. I actually like that for the Steelers now that you mention it. And yeah. you could you could you could make that contract in a way that it's structured so much like these other contracts we talked about where it's it's low 
per year value for one year, $4 million. But let's say Big big Band gets hurt in week two and you meet some incentives and you start eight games. Well, now you make that 10 or $12 million, right? So, yeah, uh, and I think that's a, how the Brissette one's set up. Right, exactly. So, you know, maybe yeah. a piece for the future and you see what you have there. That That's an absolutely great fit. And for Mariota, there's definitely better spots than the Raiders. Obviously, if Carr's the guy, there's better spots that you could see, okay, maybe I could work into becoming a starter, even if I'm the backup day one with this team and maybe not so with the Raiders. Right, right. I mean, uh, uh, Steelers or, I mean, even Indy, if Wentz falls on his face or kind of like the Miami situation, if Tua doesn't hit, I got a pass. You know what I mean? I know they signed Brissett. Um, even, hey, I can compete with Andy Dalton. There's a lot of them you could come up with that uh, you see a clearer path. If I'm definitely, if I'm his agent saying, don't take the pay cut. No well, let's call their bluff. Either they're going to keep us or not, or maybe they can deal them for a seventh round pick or something like that at his current cost. But I think that probably would have already happened if if that's true. And let's go be a free agent and sooner the better. Although we saw this, and maybe this is just the Raiders' MO this offseason, is to float out there that they're going to cut a guy and hope they can trade him instead, which is what happened with Rodney Hudson, right? Yeah, and Rodney weird. Hudson gets traded for a third-round pick when it looked like he was going to get a, get cut 24 hours prior to the new league year starting. And the Arizona Cardinals, who have been pretty active and pretty aggressive this offseason so far, uh, go get themselves a guard. Real quick Raiders note, they also signed Kenyon Drake just a minute ago. Just, to, you know, just They've made a lot of moves. Um, I don't know what their plan is. I, I don't feel like that there is a great plan in place with the Raiders. You know, like it used to be, wow, we've built this offensive line and they're moving offensive linemen it's left gone. and right. Yeah, you that know? line is gone it, now. It, what's that? That line is gone now, really? Now it's line. gone, right. That was a really good line at one point. And I think Hudson's still a really good player. And I understand there's cap involved here, but when he got cut, I was I immediately on my Steeler show, sign Hudson right now. I mean, right. put him at center. Or if you're at Seattle, give him to me right now. I love the move for Arizona, though. I mean, he's a really good pass protector. I, I, I know some people that have been around him. He's super high character, unbelievably smart, uh, really reflects on the other linemen, makes them better. Film rat, you know, he's a great guy for Kyler Murray. My only concern with the Cardinals offseason, everybody they add is old. You know, AJ yeah. Green, JJ Watt, bring back gold. Like they just turned into an old folks' home overnight. They did. And actually, hold on. Let's pause on, on the Cardinals because I want to finish up with the Raiders here because we haven't talked a mm-hmm. lot about them and they have been active. But yeah, so minus Gabe Jackson, minus Rodney Hudson, minus Trent Brown now. And they signed right. Richie Incognito, who's th- speaking of old, 38 years old, to a one-year contract. So uh, Derek Carr, good luck with that. Um, the, just interesting strategy. And then they spent on Yannick Ngakwe, two-year deal for a pass rusher, an edge rusher, to give them a little bit more juice there. They lose Nelson Aguilar to New England. They lose Devontae Booker, who's not a big you know impact player for them, to the New York no. Giants. Tyrell they, Williams. They signed former number three overall pick from the Niners, Solomon Thomas, who's sort of a, a tweener outside in guy that's coming off of an ACL. One year, $5 million. I thought Solomon Thomas would be jobless into the summer just because he's coming off right. an ACL and team would want, teams would want to know more about that. I mean, you're going to spend $5 million on Solomon Thomas, but then get rid of Gabe Jackson and Rodney Hudson? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. <laughs> no. Tacaris I mean, McKinley. They're making their Cleveland. strengths weaknesses. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So Tacaris, uh, Tack McKinley gone. Uh, Tyrell Williams gone to Detroit. John Brown, they signed one year, $3.75 million, which might be the best move they've made so far. I like that one for yeah, Price coming over from Buffalo. 
Uh, so, you know, a couple of other minor moves. But that's so far the offseason for the Raiders, and it's very head-scratching, as you said. It is. You know, I mean, it, I, I just felt like I praised them when they built that offensive line, saying they know who their quarterback is. I mean, their guy doesn't handle pressure particularly well, so they're going to protect them and spend at all costs. And now, all of a sudden, they just think, you know, Carr's perfectly fine and he can handle all that, or... I don't know. Is Russell Wilson going to end up there? I, I mean, I, I don't think so. I don't think Wilson's going anywhere, but mm-hmm. I, I just don't really see the Raiders plan. I do not either. I do not either, but it's not done yet. There's still a draft and there's still maneuvers to be made for agency trades. We'll see how the Raiders end up. But right now, I don't necessarily want to call him a loser, but just definitely, I don't see the plan. I don't see where they're going with this. And I, I get the feeling sometimes that um, John Gruden is a little bit more of a Picasso and he's like okay let's just feel our way through this and I don't know if Mayox on board with that or how this uh, marriage is working there in the front office but it's hard to see the plan right now yeah I I 100% agree like I like the Ndokwe signing he's a good player they need pass rush but this is what his fourth team in less than a year that's a strange one and I'm I'm stylistically you know an undersized edge player some some teams don't want to spend on that because they don't want to pay for a part-time player because he's not going to be a you know an early down run defender on the edge so I could see that and it's only Mm -hmm. a two-year deal 13 million but yeah he's on his fourth team now and every team has been fine with moving off of him so that is that that is an interesting note there he's only 26 years old on his fourth team already and he's had production everywhere just about yeah, but it is a it's a slight red flag. I mean, he might be the salt of the earth. I don't know, but it's a slight red flag that you're with that many teams in that short amount of time, and no one's crying about losing you. And there was some some off field, not like you know he got in trouble or anything, but there, it didn't end well in Jacksonville either. You know, there was unhappiness involved, so maybe that's part. Yeah, of it. true. Yeah, let's talk Washington. Let's talk Arizona. Kyle Long's comeback. Uh, there's a number of things to get into on this Thursday episode of Peacock and Williamson. I really love when things are made easy for me, like they are at rockauto.com, because I like to be a do-it-yourselfer with a lot of things in life, not the greatest when it comes to cars. It's amazing because you can find everything you need so easily. It's a no-nonsense website at rockauto.com. Find exactly what you need, know that the prices are going to be low, and they always reliably are, Was it a rough winter on your vehicle? You need some new wiper blades. You need uh, a new tail lamp. You need new tires. Whatever you need. Jumper cables, big parts, small parts, engine control modules, whatever those are. They have them at rockauto.com for your specific car or truck. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com College basketball isn't the only tournament happening this month. Maybe more importantly, the Built Bar Madness. Yes, there is a bracket. We're into the Sweet 16 already for the number one Built Bar flavor. Today's matchup, Salted Caramel versus Cookie Dough Chunk. I feel like cookie dough chunks hot at the right time is about to go on a run into the enticing eight, maybe even the flavorful four. You can go to builtbar.com to vote now or go to at bar underscore built on Twitter. A low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber snack that tastes amazing and are all covered with 100% 
real chocolate. Go to BuiltBar.com, vote on the matchups, and remember to use promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKEDON20 at BuiltBar.com. Save 20% on your next box of Built Bars. So we mentioned the Cardinals. They made that move for Rodney Hudson via trade, and they have been quite active. J.J. Watt, obviously the big one before free agency got going. They have lost Kendrick Drake now to those Raiders we just spoke about. Patrick Peterson on his way out going to Minnesota. Hassan Reddick on his way out going to Carolina, but they have added A.J. Green, 33-year-old wide receiver, a one-year $6 million deal there. Um, a, a lot of age, a lot of players that, you know, 32-year-old J.J. Watt and 33-year-old A.J. Green, you know, if you were getting the 2012, 2015 versions of those guys, let's go. Um, uh, but a very win-now sort of it looks like very win now. Let's get name value. And we've seen in the past, and I don't want to say it's going to go this way for the Cardinals, but it, it feels like, okay, we've got a lot of names here. And it feels like you win in March, you lose in September. Kind of a, you know, potentially that's what what, what the Cardinals fans are being set up for. Right. And some high character guys. I mentioned Hudson. Green is tough and high character. Watt as well. I think Larry's going to move on, and they're looking for that new face. I mentioned that when they signed Watt. But I thought the Watt deal was awfully expensive. Does A.J. Green have anything left? I mean, are you going to count on him to be even a true number two opposite Hopkins? I I feel like they still need to draft a receiver pretty high. Um, I do love the Hudson move, but all these old guys are a little concerning. Right. I've always loved A.J. Green. He's been one of my favorites, but he didn't quite look like the same guy last year. He's had a ton of injuries. Have those caught up with him at his age? And and J.J. Watt has the injury history as well. So you don't even know how many games you're going to get out of those players. Good point. Very good point. Hassan Reddick to the Panthers. What do you think about what the Panthers have done so far? Uh, It's a one-year deal for Hassan Reddick. They have um, still not figured out, I don't think, their quarterback position. There's rumors out there that they're going to be very active there, and they're going to be aggressive and going to find a quarterback. They lost Curtis Samuel to Washington. I want to talk about Washington next. They paid too much for Pat Elfline. Um, they added Cam Irving, Morgan Fox on a two-year deal. I mentioned Hassan Reddick on a one-year deal, which I actually like the Reddick signing. I think that's cheap, and he could be that guy that really is in breakout mode as a, an outside pass rusher if he's allowed to be that just edge player full-time. Uh, they lost Stephen Weatherly. They lost uh, Alex Arma, you know, some minor free agents on the way out there. So I just, I think a two-year deal for Denzel Perriman, just another team that they're making some moves, uh, but I feel like more left than than came in, especially losing a big-time weapon like Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I think Samuel, we can get to Washington, is a nice addition there. He will be missed. I mean, the combination of the, the the other two remaining receivers is pretty strong, and you can always get one in the third round or whatever. But still, that's a weapon that left the building, and obviously McCaffrey comes back. That helps. Um, Reddick, for me, before free agency opened, was kind of a buyer beware guy. I thought he was going to sign a big deal, and I don't know that I would have trusted that. But the, as you said, the the contract they got for him, I think, is very reasonable, and Matt Rule coached him at Temple, so he knows him. I assume he'll be part of a rotation with Burns and Gross Matos. You know, they already have two good young edge mm-hmm. guys, and so add another one to the mix, or could Gross Matos kick inside on on throwing downs maybe? So 
you know, you mentioned it a lot, some of their young defensive talent. He's, you know, still pretty young and pretty talented. Right when free agency opened, they went and signed two big-name free agents that were basically early-round busts. I thought they might take that Bills approach of, we're just going to bring in eight offensive linemen in free agency and hope somebody hits. They still might. And they still might, yeah. Or maybe that's going to be the draft this year, whatever they figure out at quarterback. And then, they'll like last year when they drafted all defensive players, maybe they draft five offensive linemen this year. Right, right, right. Just bring up, throw a lot of stuff at the fan. I have late-breaking news. I rarely do this on the podcast. okay, let's go. The Bills sign Mitchell Trubisky. Oh. It kind of fits. No details, right? Let's see, from Adam no Schefter details. on Just Twitter. Just a blurb on my phone. No deets. Former Bears I mean, quarterback is signing with the Allen-like Buffalo Allen-like traits. I think that's a nice backup there. Yeah, we'll see what the numbers are. And again, um, I would take Marcus Mariota over Mitchell Trubisky, probably. Oh, I would too. Uh, yeah. But they're, they're in a similar boat. Both former number two overall picks. Both have some athleticism, some arm talent and things didn't work out great with their original teams. This tells me, though, some of those other signings, so Dalton in Chicago, Fitz in Washington, Taylor in Houston, those quarterbacks have a path to potentially playing this year. Mitchell Trubisky is going to hold a clipboard. Very much so. It it almost feels like Andy Dalton to Dallas last year or Winston to the Saints, kind of like that, like, let me go to a good organization with a great offensive coordinator and hopefully get right because you're not going to be the starter there ever unless an injury. Yeah, so uh, that tells me that the market was not strong for Trubisky and he wasn't getting no. any of those deals where it was like, okay, maybe you'll start some games and you'll end up with $10 million. This this screams like a deal that's going to be more like you know three or $4 million for a backup, which still feels like a lot for a team that already has Josh Allen. I mean, even the Bears, they, I don't know what the contract details are, but if they're next to nothing and nobody wants a guy, don't would you think maybe you bring Trubisky back? I mean, I don't know. That gives you three, I guess, with Foles, but not exactly a ringing endorsement for Mitch is all I'm saying. No, no. When when the team that did have you before wants to bring in Andy Dalton and have him compete with Nick Foles and doesn't want you in the <laughs> right. picture, I think that says everything you need to know. Uh, so, yeah, another backup quarterback off the market. So any other teams that were looking for that style of QB – Again, I think Marcus Mariota could could find more dollars than three million in a better situation than than the Raiders for a path to playing time. So we'll see how that all plays out. Um, real quick, back to the Panthers. The last note I wanted yeah. to make here was the Pat Elfline signing, three years, thirteen and a half million dollars. I I just feel like it's one of the worst signings out there. And I know they need offensive linemen, but I don't think he's, he's played like a player you want to start games. And they locked him into three years for, you know, enough salary that it's like, man, um, I hope you don't think that you're going to plug in Pat Elfline and you've fixed any problems on your offensive line. I think Cam Irving's the same thing. Like everywhere he's gone. I mean, he's a former first round pick that yeah. has been tried at center, guard, tackle. He's none of the above, and people still keep taking chances on him. I mean, you're right. I mean, both these guys are high pedigree players that they paid decent money. I mean, borderline starter money to. Ugh, I, I wouldn't count on any of them. <laughs> uh, I love the the sound that you made there. It's just like uh, you can't even you can't even let the words fall out of your mouth. It just tastes bad, right? <laughs> 
And they did that like on the first day of free agency. Let's that's our top priority. Elfline was like the first player that signed in the NFL. Right. Gotta have him. No wonder he jumped on that deal. (laughs) Right, right. He's really, yeah, I'll take it. You think I'm good? All right. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's get to Washington. I think that's a fascinating team with what they've done so far this offseason. I'm on board with what's going on in Washington as far as their uh, ads and subtractions and the return of Kyle Long to Kansas City next. With free agency underway, I wonder how that will change the odds for the next Super Bowl champion. And you can find those odds at betonline.ag. NFL draft props, college football futures as well. NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball obviously will be huge all summer long. But March Madness, I mean, we are in the thick of it. March Madness is happening right now. The next few weeks, college basketball rules, sports world, and the betting world. And it is so much fun. Not only sports, but poker, table games, awards shows, TV shows, reality television, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Go to betonline.ag, use your mobile device or your computer, sign up today, receive 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Promo code locked on for 50% off welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So Washington bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick, and we had talked about when that signing happened, the big beneficiary there is uh, you know the, on the fantasy radar at wide receiver, but now Curtis Samuel gets added from Carolina to Washington, three years, $34.5 million, uh, $11.5 million per year for Curtis Samuel, so he can be the gadgety guy underneath, right, for that offense. Mm-hmm. Um but does that take away from the rest of the offense, some of the other powerhouse players when it comes to fantasy football on that roster? I'm just thinking straight fantasy football when it comes to Washington. Yeah, and I think we talked about this a little when Fitz got signed. He's very fantasy friendly, and I definitely moved McLaurin up my ranks as well as Logan Thomas. Um, I've been a big Gibson fan to begin with. I do think that all the McKissick short targets are going to go away and even if the short ones go to Samuel and Gibson, actually Gibson and Samuel have some similarities too. I mean, mm-hmm. are they running backs? Are they receivers coming out of school? They have a lot of options now. And the offensive line's not in terrible shape. Fitz will do fine. You know, I, I, he's not the long-term answer, but this is an intriguing team. And I mentioned before, I think yesterday, I really like the William Jackson signing. We know that there's going to have a pass rush. That defense is probably a top five-ish unit, and now they have more weapons than just one or two guys. Fitz is going to let it fly. You've got McLaurin, who's the downfield weapon. You've got Curtis Samuel underneath. He can dump it off if he wants to to Gibson. They add a a true starting caliber corner on the outside with William Jackson for 13.5 per year. You've got Chase Young going into year two. I like where they're going. I'm buying Mm -hmm. on this Washington team. And by the way, Pro Football Focus listed Washington number one ahead of the Patriots for teams that added the most wins so far this offseason as of today. Wow. Okay. I mean, I can see them winning that division again in a more respectable manner, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like earning a, 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 a above 500 record. They're better, and they already <laughs> are division champs, right? So, yeah, I'm, I'm with yeah. you on that. Are they set enough? Probably not, but that no. doesn't mean they wouldn't do it. To move up eight spots and get a quarterback? Yeah. Maybe that's the thought. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that too. So let, let's sign a corner. Let's spend some money. Let's sign a corner. Let's sign a receiver, a weapon on offense. And let's make it so if we have to give up a day two pick 
or even a future first Next round pick, first, we feel yeah. okay about it going up to get our quarterback from 19 probably to yeah, 7 to the 14 range probably. Is where you right, be. right. Boy, that'd be a good landing spot for Trey Lance. You know, learn from Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Fields would make sense as well, of course. Yeah, that, I think they could be at least attempting to. Or you sit back and you take a tackle and see how good you can win this year. Kyle Long making a comeback now. Kansas City Chiefs. We talked about the Chiefs. We don't have to get too in-depth with the Chiefs, and we were wondering what they're going to do at tackle. They've got it figured out on the interior. They threw a lot of money at Joe Tooney, but it's looking like Kyle Long is going to return to the NFL with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I don't think he's a left tackle, right? Is he right tackle? Is he going to compete at guard? How do you see this one playing out? It's a little odd. I mean, he's obviously an easy guy to root for. I'm glad he's back in the league. Very talented. Liked him. A lot of injuries throughout his career, unfortunately. But he really settled in at guard. I know he has a little bit of tackle, I think right tackle experience. And I think he may have been a tackle in school and went to guard in the in the pros. Yes. I think yep. that's right. But yeah. But could Cooney be a tackle? I mean, he's really good in protection. He was also a tackle Hard. in college that, that kicked in. Right. Yeah. Are they just adding linemen thinking we'll figure it out and put our best five out there? I think uh, Nwang, I, I, say, I always say his name wrong, the, the kid last year that they drafted is going to be one of the tackles, and they probably will draft another high, as we mentioned. And it's never a bad idea to have an extra guard in there, but one of these guards is probably going to have to play tackle. I had heard that the Colts, I can't remember who said it. It might have been Chris Ballard who said that they wouldn't be opposed to playing Quentin Nelson at left, left tackle being the best lineman that they have. And I wonder the same about Tooney. That would be really interesting if both of those guards all of a sudden kicked out and were starting left tackles in the NFL this year. Yeah, and Casey's not the best example of this, but it, it, you know the, the league has gotten to the point where there's not many seven-step drops. And you know what I mean? Like the ball comes out pretty quick. You're, you can help these guys on longer developing routes. But, I mean, I don't love that idea. I mean, like the Nelson thing to me, you probably get worse at two positions. On the backup quarterback note, the 49ers were in on Mitch Trubisky as one of the backups, and now they are hosting Joe Flacco in for a visit. So I think that's on the heels of that Trubisky news. Niners trying to figure out uh, who they can have as a contingency plan in case Garoppolo gets hurt again. So more breaking news out there. This one from Ian Rappaport, I thought, throwing out. And it's fun to see the news break as we're on the air. I'd like a little more mobility than my man Joe. I would, too. I would like a little bit more mobility (laughs) in Garoppolo post-ACL, post-high ankle sprain that's knocked him out of two full seasons just about. Uh, I think that has hindered Garoppolo's ability to throw and and ability to get the bottom half of his body in and and his ability to move around. I think that's something that's hurt him. I Mm -hmm. think he needs uh, a full offseason to to be healthy, and we'll see how he comes back. But he, he didn't move around, and he hasn't looked like quite the same player that he was in 2017 when he came over from the Patriots after that first ACL injury in 2018, and he was pretty good in 2019, but he didn't quite have his lower half involved, and he definitely didn't. He came back too soon this year from his high ankle sprain, so he wasn't himself. So, yeah, um, yeah mobility is definitely something I'd be looking for in a quarterback for the 49ers. So Joe Flacco, if, I mean, look, if he's free, bring in a, bring in a veteran quarterback, but uh, not much of an answer for me. No, that doesn't move the needle for me. I'd look for something better than that. Um, real quick, I know we're up against it here. I want to talk about your team's rival, I liked what Seattle did. Gabe Jackson is a Marshawn Lynch, Pete Carroll-type pal moving guard, and Gerald Everett's going to be on my fantasy team this year. 
we had talked about how the Seahawks hadn't done anything. It's like, what's going right. on? They lost to kill Griffin to Jacksonville. And then later yesterday, we saw a couple of moves that I'm with you when you're talking about uh, Gerald Everett going, staying in the NFC West, going to the Seattle Seahawks, one year, six million, and Gabe Jackson. Uh, I think those are fantastic moves. And yes. I think the, the Seahawks sort of were hiding in the weeds a little bit and waiting for some bargains to come their way. Both, I think, really good moves for them. And I, that really makes me feel better about how their offseason has gone. It probably makes Russell Wilson feel a little bit better. They need a third pass catcher. It doesn't get talked about enough because their running backs aren't receivers. They haven't had a, a real sl- you know, third wide out of, of note or a tight end of note. I think Everett will be that guy in a big way. Last one real quick. Patrick Peterson. He is an all-decade player along with J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, and he's on his way out of Arizona now. He's going to be playing corner for the Minnesota Vikings and that is looking like a one-year contract worth 10 million dollars he ain't what he used to be but he's you know was the best corner in the league I think for a little while there remarkably talented they always covet size at that position they went length and you know six foot plus type dudes Peterson certainly fits that they have some young corners on the roster I'm sure he can help with their development too so it was an area of need Dalvin Tomlinson, the other big addition so far for the Minnesota Vikings. Defensive tackle, two years, $21 million. So uh, helping the defensive side of the ball, but not quite that pass rusher that I think they're looking for. They might be uh, they might be circling the 14th pick in the draft for that. Yeah, and people forget, I mean, Michael Pierce is, off, is also a Viking who opted out. I mean, that could be like the Williams Wall again, those two monsters. That is a lot of size inside. Uh, Dalvin yeah. Tomlinson is one that I did not expect to get this much money because he's a good defensive tackle, but he doesn't quite bring enough juice for me to say, okay, this is going to be a game wrecker inside. He's just solid, but $10.5 million for what the Vikings need to do up front. He's not a bad player. I just like, I don't know. Patrick Peterson at 31 years old and Dalvin Tomlinson, you're paying them $20 million this year. Right. It's a little bit of an old school way of thinking of run stuffing, D-tackle, nose tackle type and a semi over the hill corner. You know, like that may not be the best use of money. But their defense needed help. Galladay, New York Giants, maybe. Uh, I know the Bengals were out there. I think Washington was in on it and they've moved along to Curtis Samuel now. So I think maybe when we get back tomorrow, we might have some answers when it comes to Juju. Is it... uh, is it staying home in Pittsburgh? Is it nah. the Jets who already spent some money at wide receiver and Kenny Galladay? Those are the two big dominoes that have yet to fall at wide receiver. I think we might have some answers tomorrow. We will definitely get into those. And I, I, I'm, I'm sensing it in your voice. You're saying no on Juju back at Pittsburgh, right? No, I don't think that they... I'm not saying they're not interested, but they're going to use their money elsewhere. I don't think that that's going to happen. All right, good stuff. We'll be back tomorrow breaking down those top wide receivers and any other big news that happens throughout the NFL right here. Peacock and Williamson.